0: And welcome into Mining Stock Daily. Happy to welcome a sponsor here of the podcast. That's Ascot Resources in for a corporate update. Ascot Resources trades on the TSX with the symbol AOT and also on the OTCQX with AOTVF. They are advancing and continue exploration work on the premier project up in the Golden Triangle outside of Stewart, BC. And uh, happy to welcome CEO Mr. Derek White. Hey, Derek. Nice to have you back. Hey, yeah, thanks Trevor for having me on your show. A uh, c- couple of news releases you and I need to follow up on that have been published and shared to the market since we last spoke. And uh, really the exploration and drilling work uh, continues to it appears to continue to expand the the resources uh outside of the uh of the previous uh resource estimate that you guys have had recently shared so uh 40 like 40 over 40 grams per ton gold over six meters at premier west and i know there were a couple other hits that were reported since then but uh, walk us through some of this exploration and drilling work and it's got to be uh, really pleasant to see
1: yeah, yeah, Trevor, thanks. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we're very pleased with the results that we've had um, to the west of both the Premier deposit and also the Big Missouri deposit. And um, last year, just near the end of the season at Premier, we had put in a geotechnical hole, really not thinking that there was any resources there. We kind of thought they, we'd kind of come to the end of of where they kind of met the um, met the um, the topography. And uh, so, but we did follow up on that geotechnical hole that hit some pretty good grade and we were able to find an extension really of our 609 zone at the, at the premier and um, hit some very, as you said, you know, some six meters of over 40 grams and we had several other hits. So it looks like we have a continuation of that 609 zone um, and we see uh, another area that we had some previous drilling in about 400 meters of, apart with also some pretty high grade there. And it looks to us like we have a potentially up to 1,000 meters of continuation, um, which is a you know a, a lot of potentially new resources for us. And and so for us, um, this was at low elevation, and we we drilled that in in June, early July, and we're coming back in right now, and as we go into October to continue drilling there. So, what does this mean for us? Well, in the short term, you know, uh, the ability to really try and extend some of our resources at, at Premier. And in the medium term, you know, following this up with infill drilling to bring that into the mine plant. And really, at the same time as we moved up to higher elevation, we did really the same thing at the Big Missouri. We drilled about 300 metres west in an area called the Day Zone. Didn't really know a lot about it. Again, you know, in the resources, we kind of thought, um, you know, the, the zones that we'd seen near Big Missouri either eroded off or just really didn't continue. We pointed the drill to the southwest. And again, hit, you know, five meters of plus 20 grams and really had some nice hits about 300 meters away and saw almost exactly the same stratigraphy that we have in Big Missouri, the three gold-bearing horizons. So we've turned the drill the other direction to try and infill some of that um, and have had seen some pretty good stuff in the core. Those drill assay results are probably going to be completed in about a week and a half from now. Um, and then we'll continue to infill in, in that area as well. So... Really, what that means again for us is the ability to extend resources close to underground mining infrastructure at Big Missouri, um, expand our resources, and ultimately expand the the early days of mining there. So, you know, quite exciting for us, and uh, a little bit unexpected. But you know, in this part of the world, we know there's a lot of gold-bearing zones, and so you know, we just have to keep our eye on the expiration uh, drill bit.
0: So, let's try to paint a visual uh, representation of what was recently drilled. So couple weeks ago there was 20 and a half grams per ton gold over 4.1 meters and 54 and a half grams per ton gold over two meters that what came from the day zone now if we can provide kind of a visual representation by telling this story this you are currently drilling in between that day zone that was reported on a couple weeks ago and the current underground mine infrastructure which, has that ever seen drill exploration work before?
1: No, not really, because, you know, uh, I, I think what we really thought is, what we've seen in the mining area is that these zones were believed to be generally pretty flat lying. And effectively, you're kind of 300 meters down a ridge. And that the idea was, well, they just went off into space and got eroded off. Um, but what it appears to happen is they've dipped down and um, they, these zones have been showing up you know, 300 metres to the west. And what we see between that 300 metres to the west and the mining infrastructure is a continuation of those zones. So, you know, continued infill drilling on this area looks like, well, we were actually wrong and and really we should have been paying more attention to this. So it's pretty exciting from our our perspective that we can see good exploration results, potential continuity from where we are and very close to underground mining infrastructure, which means our ability to convert that ultimately into the mine plan um, that we're developing Is is very
0: high. Well, and it's significant because you have underground workings that could potentially access anything that is discovered there.
1: Yeah, you know, look, this is a bit of a Hollywood problem. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, at the at at the end of the day, um, you know, we if we do well in these zones, which will you know, we'll have some more drilling on this coming out hopefully in the next two weeks, um, and as we continue to drill that into early next year we will augment our mine plan because you obviously have material that's right near where you're mining. You're not gonna go moving off to somewhere else until you've kind of finished that. So um, it's, a, it's a big upside for us if, if we can get that to come to fruition. What,
0: uh, what other type of exploration work should we expect to see? Anything outside of this current area that you're talking about?
1: Yeah, you know, again, with COVID-19, you know, our plan um, was to drill in the lower elevations first but we also um, got up into the Silver Hill area, which is a different kind of geology. And we drilled that in late August and early September, and we're waiting for those results to come back. Um, and that's a, that's a completely greenfield site that has nothing to do with this. We'd, we'd seen some high grade, really high grade silver, of like, you know, between 1,000 and 3,000 grams a ton, and some gold there up as well, um, in a different type of geology. And we're looking for something like Estee Creek up there. It's the same geology as what you see in Skeena's Estee Creek. And, and we don't know a lot about that area. And so, you know, we're just trying to hone in on, on and it's going to take us some time, but that 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 looks quite promising. And we'll, we'll have to kind of see what those results are. Um, and that's a bit longer term, but that's certainly something that we've been working on. And then as we go a little bit west of the Premier West, there's an area called Woodbine, which is on the other side of a fault. And we'll be drilling that in about three weeks from now. And that is another zone that looks... Pretty promising and and completely greenfield and new, so kind of a combination of Premier West and, and Dayzone, which looks like extensions to our existing resource, and then two other areas that are completely brand new. And we'll just have to see how they turn out. All
0: right, uh, excellent returns. Uh, looking forward to seeing more of those assay results as they uh, are continued to share through your news releases. Uh, but we also have to talk about some of the engineering and and uh, mill work that's been ongoing as you try to get the Premier Gold project uh, online and and into production eventually. So let's start with uh, the ball mill and sag mill. Last time you and I talked, you were still working on some of the engineering work, uh, preparing to potentially order some of the equipment needed. Uh, Where are we at in this process now, Derek?
1: Yeah, you know, and so uh, uh, although people, you know, kind of focus on the exploration, we're also trying to build a mine at the same time. And um, and, that, and that there's a lot of effort that goes into that. And one of our biggest concerns is that as the gold market continues to be generally strong, that there's going to be a lot of people ordering ball mill and sag mill. And and that's a critical part of, of refurbishment of our mill. And so we want to get those slots booked, um, which means that we're going to take delivery you know, sometime in Q2 of, of 2021. And um, we uh, had a new metallurgist join us. We had a group, an expert in ball mill and sag mills, called Farnell Thompson helping us with the vendor engineering, which we just completed about a, week a, a week in, about a week ago. And we are actually placing those orders right now to lock down our slots. Our board has made that approval. Um, we raised enough capital last June to do that. We told the market that we were going to do that. Um, and that really is kind of a, a cornerstone to, to hinge our construction around because once that ball mill and sag mill come, then we can reinstall those things you know, quickly and, and then start getting really moving on, on the mill. And if those things get moved out and, and, and we end up waiting, you know, an extra year, we'll just delay everything. So um, we're very pleased with the progress we've made. And, you know, we're, we, we've done a lot of work to make sure that we get the right ball mill and the right sag mill. Um, I think our cost expectations are in line with what we saw in the feasibility study. Um, and, you know, we are building something that we think is, is pretty solid on that front. I think the other thing, you know, just on the engineering front, um, that's also important is, you know, although we've done a feasibility study, when you're building a mine, you do a second level of engineering after the feasibility study, where you're optimizing and getting ready for construction. Um, and we've appointed an engineering firm um, who's on the ground; they're actually at site right now, um, going through everything to, to prepare ourselves, you know. And we're hoping to complete that um, by kind of February of 2021. So, you know, th- those two activities. Are, are, are progressing um, um, pretty well and, and, and allowing us to kind of get ourselves where we need to be uh, as we prepare for next year.
0: All right, and uh, it's going to take some cash to build this thing, and the financing is a topic you and I continue to have uh, discussions about. Uh, there's a lot of different ways you could probably go in and finance this, but uh, give us the recent thoughts and conversations uh, you and the board and others <laughs> might be having about how to get this done.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, Trevor, there's probably two things. You know, one, we obviously see this project being robust enough to carry some debt and, and reduce the dilution for shareholders. Um, we've had uh, discussions with a number of debt providers, and we certainly have had advanced discussions where they've completed their due diligence. I think we're, we are we were delayed a little bit with COVID, and, and things didn't quite work as fast as we wanted to. But we're hoping that by the end of October, early November, we'll be able to make an announcement on, on what the project financing looks like. Um, and then really it's a matter of you know how much do we do in terms of equity or do we do a stream or what are the other ways um, that we have to fill the rest of that in and and, and we're working away on that um, we'll have to see kind of where the gold market goes and obviously we can see you know right now especially in the United States there's there's a lot of different things that are going on and an election coming up and uh, you know potential trade wars with china and and, and stuff like that but I think in general, you know, we see a, a longer-term, pretty robust uh, precious metals market, especially for gold. Um, and our ability to put that project financing in, reduce the dilution, and show the market that we really have the, the capital to, to build this and put it back into production is going to be key in terms of people's risk profile. Um, and you know, having a independent project financing, you know, come and do all the due diligence and kind of verify what we see as a good project is, is really helpful. So think we're kind of on track with that. I think, you know, the main um, technical piece is kind of behind us. So I'm hoping to try and get that news out there as soon as possible.
0: All right. Well, so you think within a month or two, we could see. Uh...
1: Yeah, 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 I think so. You know, I mean, um, there was still a couple things that we had to do and, and, and things haven't gone quite as fast. Logistics are a little trickier than they have been in the past. But, you know, I think we're really hoping that by the end of October, early November, we'll be able to, to, um, Make an announcement
0: on that. Wow, that's sooner than I expected, Derek. I'm not going to lie.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, I mean, we've been working on this for a while, and 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 there is different different issues, and you know, maybe we'll get a little bit late, but we definitely don't. We, we don't want to leave, you know, this is the fall of 2020 without making some announcement. We want the market to understand that this is a project that can it's financeable, um, it's got a high return, and 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 it can wear some debt, and that that kind of closes the gap for a development company. And it also puts a little bit of a a spin on, okay, we've had some independent people look at this and they can see that this is going to do well.
0: Derek, I appreciate your time. Thanks again for that update. I look forward to our next conversation and follow up on a lot of this exploration stuff. And uh, perhaps at that time we'll have news on financing. However, I have a feeling we'll speak again before that happens. Okay, thank you very much, Trevor. All right, that's Derek White, CEO of Ascot Resources. Trades on the TSX with AOT and also on the OTCQX with AOTVF.